everybody. You have opposing the matrix, and you have me, uh, Dave, uh, who is a total dysfunctioning person right now. Um, and you have Brian and Eric and Jim on the other end there. Hi guys. Hi, I don't. Hi. Hey. All right, good. We got a foursome here, the the awesome foursome. And uh, folks, uh, my apologies. I'm a little groggy here. I decided to take a nap, and it it went a little late. Um, not the show itself, but uh, the nap did. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, tonight uh, we we are going to talk about, uh, and we're going to use this to build in uh, to other things. But earlier this week, I I received the. Um, well, I kind of like received something from the Lord that said go to YouTube, and and I went to YouTube and and um, I typed in vaccinations uh, bad or something like that, and a um, video came up for uh, from a doctor in um, in Italy of all things, and it was in Italian with American subtitles or English subtitles, um, and he was telling people don't take it, do not take it, it's poison, it's they're out to kill eighty uh, percent of us. And, and things like that, and and he seemed like a very uh, sincere and um, uh, knowledgeable man. And later, I received something else from somebody telling me that uh, the health minister in Italy had fired um, all of the uh, the people that worked on the um, uh, the vaccination squad. Let's put it that way, and some 60 individuals that she fired. And she's starting all over again. And then, then folks, I get a, um, a uh, uh, I was just searching again, and it showed um, it was what they call, would call a congressperson. They, of course, they don't have a system of government like we do. We have more of a government like ancient Rome had, and um, but they do have senators and um, and people that they consider to be kind of con- Congress people, and they have a parliament. And um, she got up there and uh, she was calling for the arrest of Bill Gates and and, and labeling a, a criminal and things like that. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then I'm hearing from my, uh, my, my stepdaughter's husband over in Israel that he was calling it the revolution and that it's also taking hold in Canada and Germany. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. This is very interesting that these things are going on. And... Um, I, I had kind of hope, lost hope that, uh, you know, that these things were going to happen. And, um, but boy, I'll tell you, it's, it's coming on with a vengeance. So, um, I am going to, I'm going to excuse myself, folks, for a moment and just going to get a cup of coffee. Um, guys, why don't you start a discourse about this and then I'll jump back in and uh, we can go from there. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll be right back, folks. Go ahead, coin toss. Coin toss. <laughs> Who goes first? Coin toss. I'm going to be oh, like a teacher. Serious. If you don't volunteer, I'm going to pick somebody. <laughs> Heads, tails. Head, tails, and uh, alternate dimension. All right, I'll go. I'm, okay. I'm talking. I might as well continue talking. I'll go. Yeah. Okay. As soon as when Dave, when Dave got a hold of me or put it on our thread, you know, what we we're going to talk about, I got a chance to do a little bit of the research and boy did I find some interesting things um, and they're all connected and it's amazing how they're all connected and I don't want to rush ahead of uh, a lot of things but uh, um, 
there is a movement, but there's two movements that are going. There's a huge promotion. I wanted to watch some fireworks. To, uh, what was I? I was watching um, Wheel of Fortune. It's an old guy tradition, I guess, for me. But after it was done, I had I left a TV on, and I hadn't watched TV in like over a week. Um, so uh, they were having fireworks here locally in Detroit. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know we were having fireworks, and neither did anyone. They didn't advertise that they wanted a surprise because they didn't want people coming to uh, gather at any park to watch them. They wanted to do it on a spur of the moment so they could keep social distance and not have a crowd. And I never did get to watch the fireworks. There was such a promotional uh, thing about the new normal and about keeping dinner. And I mean, oh, my God, it was just nothing but propaganda. It's like I can't I can't stomach this anymore. So I didn't get to see any fireworks. I, I thought maybe from my roof I would be able to see it on the roof like I do on Fourth of July. And that would be really cool. But uh, it didn't happen. It just there's such <laughs> I mean, even our commercials now I, on TV, that's when I decided I wasn't going to watch anymore. People wearing masks. Let's, this is our new normal. This is just the way things are now, and we have to all do our part. No, we don't. Um, it's ridiculous. And it's just most people are so busy, they don't take time to research the researchers, or and all they do is turn the TV on and watch the local news. If that's all you did 24-7, even if it was Christian even being informed, it'll either grieve the heck out of you or anger you or um, hopefully not make you fearful. But uh, most people so busy, that's all they're listening to is network news, and it must be true if it's on the news, and they're scared and terrified. The, I'm already living in a zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse is every time I go out and go shopping and I see all these CO2-breathing zombies, um, full of fear you see it in her eyes and if i'm not wearing a mask i don't know about you guys where you live but if you don't wear a mask and you're in detroit look out people are giving you that glare stare of how dare you jeopardize civilization and humanity um oh yeah it's it's really getting weird yeah um, i know i know that feeling jim <laughs> <laughs> oh it's crazy man now, and it's different in all in different con in areas depending on where you're at. If you're in an urban area, I think um, it's pretty intense. I mean, they're starting to get about $500 fines. They're starting to uh, almost like rat on your neighbors if they're not wearing masks. You know, let us know. Do your part. I mean, my God, uh, fascism is coming at our door and people don't even see it. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of in, um, I've, I've gone for a second here, but um, kind of related to that, and I haven't shared it with Brian or anybody else, uh, folks, is that, um, and I, I mentioned his name because he's got a, a relationship with Oregon, <laughs> but um, he, um, uh, Kate Brown today, um, issued a letter that she's going to start clamping down on on uh, violence up in Portland, okay? Now, right oh. away you're going, hey, you know, it's about time. However, if you continue to read the letter, she addresses, <laughs> she addresses a group called Patriot Prayer, which is uh, just a group of concerned citizens that, um, that happen to be Christians. And I guess maybe there are, are a few white uh, uh, separatists or whatever thrown in there. But, you know, every group has its radicals, but... 
Um, anyway, so she happened to mention them as being basically a terrorist organization and how they went up to Portland the other day, the other day and trouble erupted. And she's sending the state police up there and everything else. And, but, uh, now we've had rioting going on for a hundred days up in Portland, over a hundred days. Now. Wow. And, uh, the minute Patriot prayer goes up there, all of a sudden, you know, it's something to worry about. Well, another thing to worry about is that Trump said that if, that if the mayor of Portland couldn't handle it, that he would send troops in there. And, uh, and right I, away, I, you know, I happen, they decided to do something about it. I happen to, I happen to know from an undisclosed uh, source that uh, some of the militias are coming to help out. Is that what by you or where? No, I mean, some of the militias from, let's just say... It's a nationwide network, right? So they got right. branches every. So some the militias are on the way too to support okay. their brothers' in arms. So this is could it? It's potentially now uh, they're not crazies. If the feds are going to be there, federal troops sent by Trump, which I think he's going to do, um, they are going to they're going to follow their lead. They're just going to be there to support them if they need to the support. They don't want to see cops and, and uh, soldiers getting killed over this ridiculous stuff. Antifa. BLM, that's another story. You're going to start it, they're going to finish it. Right. As you look at it. Well, but they're going to do it legally, and they're going to do it by obeying the the authorities that are there. One of the guys from Patriot Prayer um, got shot the other night and uh, and died uh, right out on the street there. I heard and, he was executed. Yeah, he was, basically. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got on the Facebook, and I'll tell you, I... Um, I'm not a violent person for the most part by nature, and uh, but what I read just made me want to go up there and, and seek somebody out, and I, I won't do that. And I'm I'm saying it on the show here so that you guys will know I won't do that. Um, but the guy said, well, you know, if he hadn't have been there, it wouldn't have happened. And just to let you know that the uh, the other side, meaning the left, carries guns too, and we were ready to use them if we have to. And I saw that as a gauntlet thrown down about a civil war. Um, now, I, I would like to ask real quick, if I could. I know I'm just jumping back in here. Um, mm -hmm. Ryan, John MacArthur. I heard yes. something happened down there. What happened with John MacArthur? Well, um, I hadn't heard it on the news. I heard it from my sister. But he's been told four different times and gone to court four different times to shut his church down. His church runs about 5,000. And, uh, you know, he's a conservative um, Southern Baptist preacher. Right. And and uh, he didn't. He uh, he has all those social distancing, the mask, the sanit you know, sanitizing and all that's going on in the church. And he opened up a couple of months ago. It was told not to. And he did it. And he was threatened uh, for legal action. And then. Um, they tried to shut him down legally. I think it was during the holiday, Memorial Day, I think. And the Ninth Circus Court, um, and that wasn't a mistake. Um, yeah. One of the judges um, said he uh, voted in favor of him to keep his church open. Mm -hmm. And then Gavin Newsom, in the middle of the night, during that few days later, went at night to the Ninth Circuit Court and got a restraining order to shut the church down. Hmm. And at night, it went like 11 o'clock at night to get this restraining order to stop the church. 
and he did he kept his church open and then they tried again uh they were going to fine him and he said fine fine me we're still going to keep the church open and then that was a few days ago then i heard today they were going to enforce the fine they were giving him time to you know stop having services and they said uh that we're going to fine you on the order of the governor and on 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 the order and so it goes fine go to court so they went to court and the actual i i may not have this exactly right but basically what happened was the order wasn't legal it wasn't in paper it wasn't on paper oh okay and so it wasn't, it wasn't legit it was just verbal and so he won a court again and they couldn't shut him down the judge voted for him, for the pastor. So four different times, governor and L.A. County and the city he lives in tried to shut him down four different times. Four different times, he won in court. And so which, which he's still open. Again? Yeah, he's but still John open. He's still having John MacArthur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can look him up. And, yeah, I, yeah. there's another uh, thing about that today. Like they, they revoked his um, leased lot where the people park, I think. Uh, they took that yeah, away. No. Nowhere to park now. Did you hear about that, Brian? What? That was yeah, just today, I, I think. Yeah, it was, and they're fighting it because they're in a, a legal contract, so they can't just say you can't use the parking lot. It's a legal contract that they sign. Right. So that's going to be in the, in the court battle. But what I know of this man is a godly man, loves God, loves the Lord. He's going to fight. He's he's going to find some way to keep his church open. Right. And you know what's amazing? Uh, it's not amazing, which is actually sad. He's getting a lot of flack from the church world yeah. for staying open. They're saying he's a super spreader. You should be obeying the authorities. Um, what are you doing? You're you're going to kill your people. These are church people saying this. Yeah. So this is, the, a lot this of is the curse of the 501c3. They, they want to be obedient and compliant as a servant to the state. That's exactly uh, God is, right, Eric. God is you know, no longer it, the head of their church. The state is, you know, scrupulous and complying. And some yeah. of it is denominational hatred for one another. You know, I mean, uh, and we got to, man, well, we got to get rid John is a, Calvin, a, a, a very pronounced Calvinist. Um, well, so. not, not only that, but he wrote a book called Strange Fire. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, I like him. I think he's he loves the Lord. And I like his teachings. Well, on everything except the Holy Spirit. He doesn't believe the gifts are here for today. But, you know, I read some of his book on um, what, Strange Fire. Because I wanted to see what his perspective was. And, you know, I have to agree with about more than 50% of what he wrote. Because he's writing on some of the uh, three-ring circus weirdness that goes on on television. And I'm totally, I'm right with you, dude. I, I agree with you on all of that. But all the right. thing is, we got to get over the denominational despising and demonization that Satan has put against us. This guy is my brother in Christ. He loves the Lord. Most of his teachings are excellent, and anybody can get a lot out of them. When he talks about the Holy Spirit, it's like, John, shut your pie hole and learn something so you can catch up with the rest of us. You're, that's not right. But you know what? I'm not going to hold it against him. I got to look at the fruit in his life. Thousands. More yes. are, have come to Christ through him. And you can't come against that. If if God 
if he was so bad as as all of the Armenians would like to say, then God wouldn't be working through him, and vice versa. I mean, we got to get over this crap and have some kind of sense of unity. Where we get our discernment is look at the fruit. You don't look at the theology. Look at the fruit. Is this man producing fruit for the kingdom of God? Yes, he is. Well, you know what? You better love and respect this person and let the theology go. We don't get saved by theology. We get saved by fruit. Right. The results of faithful dedication to the Lord and ministry. And so I'm right there with him. You know, he, he's like he's a great man of God. Um, he's standing his ground. He's 501c3, but obviously he's not compliant. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, what he needs to do is he needs to abandon, you know, abandon yes. that. And I agree. You know, all of a sudden everything will just um, would would turn quickly in his favor. Um, well, you know, if, if you ever looked at the military rivalry that's between all the services, um, it, it's kind of like that. You know, we're all, yeah. we all have the same enemy, but, you know, the, the Marine Corps was always like, well, we go in first, you know, and then the Army comes in and cleans it up, and the Army's like, yeah, but, you know, we go in first sometimes, and when we, we go in, we do it right. And then, the <laughs> and then they're like, well, the Navy doesn't do anything. They just sit out there on their ships. Well, they're the ones that are lobbing the 20-pound shells, uh, I mean the 2,000-pound shells off the USS New Jersey into into the, into the uh, 20 miles inland to pave the way. And then, you unless know, well, the Air Force is a Navy it, SEAL. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're and, a Navy SEAL. If you're a first responder, those yeah. are the But then, yeah, they're like, well, you're the Air Force, right. you know, they, they only come when there's clear weather. Well, that doesn't happen anymore, but I'm using more World War II analogies, I guess. But um, so anyway, but, you know, then they uh, when, when all when push came to shove, one learned to depend on the other. You know, look at uh, the, the uh, what is it? Uh, Bastogne, the uh, the Battle of the Bulge, you know, the the army was was pinned down. 101st Airborne was pinned down there and basically was in a lot of trouble. And the Army Air Corps couldn't do anything about it because they didn't have clear weather. But by golly, you know when when uh, push came to shove and that weather cleared, the, they they started driving the Germans right back, you know, and yeah. uh, and uh, the, the battles like for Iwo Jima and stuff like that. Well, the the Navy hadn't been there preparing the land with those shells that we were lobbing in from the battleships, you know, it would have been a hard, hard, much harder fight for the Marines that were landing on the islands, you know, and 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 look at the Seabees, you know, they were Navy, but. They're building an, ans- uh, an airstrip on Grand that they haven't even captured yet. Yeah, they're I building know. They were so under fire. They, so the army, so the Army Air Corps could land and then you know and replenish weapons and supplies. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's everybody working together. That's a great analogy, though, man. That is that is really a analogy. That's well, the, it all came together um, in the Gulf War, I think. And I know other people want to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but um, it, it 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 all came together in the Gulf War because, or before that, because they realized from other excursions. I think Granada was one of them. Um, that uh, you know they were using different frequencies. The you know the, the Navy was using different frequencies than the than the Army or the Marines, um, and and it was a mess. You know, people they were getting slaughtered and stuff, and they realized, hey, you know, we have to work together on this, or we're never gonna be able to be able to, to be victorious. And I think that was the problem in Vietnam too. Actually, um, everybody wanted to be the top dog, you know, and you can't be the top dog. There's no <laughs> we. There's no I in team, you know. Yep. Uh, so um, yeah. anyway, you know, it's like what Brian was talking about with John MacArthur. Yeah, um, he he's got a bravery about him that I really admire. 
you know, and, and you said the same thing, Jim, that you admired his bravery. And, yep. and, and uh, yes, he doesn't believe in in this, in the uh, gifts of the spirit right now. Anyway, um, maybe that'll change in the future, but I think um, it will. Well, he, I, I think, I think it will as well too. But yep. he's out there in his battleship, man, and he's he's lobbing those two thousand pound shells at Gavin Newsom, and and the, and the, like. What did you call them? The the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals. Um, yeah. And, you know, and and so it's it's all going to work <laughs> out for the best. And and like what we were seeing in Italy, you know, you got this doctor comes out and is is. Uh, I have to check and make sure he's still alive because I, after what he did, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're yeah. after him. Um, and then, but now you've got senator, you've got a senator out there that's it, and the minister, the minister of uh, uh, health, you know, sacking all those people. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, for years, I was kind of like not very happy with my my Italian heritage because, you know, it's always been associated with gangsters and. And everything else, and in Italy was, you know, the Italians are known as cowards during World War II by both sides, and uh, but now I'm, I'm a kind of proud, you know, that they're they're kind of leading the way, or or at least starting the revolution. Um, that I love that word when Josh used that word revolution, um, but um, it's it's really um, it's it's a blessing to see this going on, and it's starting from the little the little heel kicking a rock down in the Mediterranean. And, uh, and if, if Germany is, is getting into it, cause Germany is kind of like, uh, we don't understand Europe like we should. Um, yes, they are nation states, just like each state here is like almost like a nation state that has decided to cohere to one another. But there, um, there, there, there's still, um, a lot of bitter rivalries in Europe and, and Germany has basically taken over, um, Europe again. Um, Hitler still lives, I guess, but in uh, Angela Merkel. But uh, anyway, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, so no. Ger- Germany is is basically taking over Europe again, and they're the ones that are. Uh, if Germany says to do something, then the Europeans are supposed to follow it. And um, but if they're going uh, that way with the anti-vax, um, man, that that's incredible. That that means that the rest of Europe is just going to go fall like dominoes. And and what grieves me though is that the United States can't do this. You know, we've always been the leader and everything else. But um hopefully uh uh Trump will um will will do something to make it so uh, I don't know if you heard this guys, but um uh where we're 5G is concerned, there's there are different technologies that are involved in 5G and we have just so happened up to now to be using the Chinese version, which is very dangerous. Um, the radiation from it is ridiculous. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's got an acronym and I can't remember it. Um, but, uh, Trump is pushing for, um, them to use a more safe, uh, radiation for 5G. Uh, he, so it just goes to show you he knows there's a problem with it and that he's you know, working, trying to resolve it. Go ahead. Dave, they're already advertising for a new technology, 8G. Oh, my goodness. And 8G is a direct connection to satellite technology. Um, it eliminates all the harmful rays and everything, and it's, it is it is like opening up. This is something that probably is not going to begin until after Trump's re-election, right. um, after, after the election. New technologies are going to come out. We were talking about making investments and everything. What I think everybody should do, 
and, and not Tesla, the car maker, Tesla's technology, the man, Nikola Tesla, some of his technologies are going to be given at Trump's direction to the people that are being suppressed and hidden right now. He knows it's there and he's going to allow it to be used. I mean, the oil cartels and other people that are um, heavily invested into as long as there's a drop of oil in the earth, they're going to make sure that certain zero point energy technology is never available to the public. And there's plans, you know, to create a, a massive deception so that things like, um, some of the laser technology also is being suppressed for that reason, holographic and, and things like of that nature. Trump knows all this stuff is around for us to use. He's going to start putting it into um, our hands to use. Now, all the companies that have to make physically, tangibly make the machinery and equipment to make this real, that connection there is what you want to find out and study and invest those. Oh, you're going to be a bazillion. I mean, you're going to win big time because this is going to somebody has to make the the rudimentary elements to make this technology alive. You find out the companies that are going to be doing that. And that's where you want to invest in. It's like knowing that Texas Instruments is something that might be a good idea before they develop the first uh, handheld computer um, calculator. I, I remember I had a chance to invest in it and I I didn't, you know, and I it's one of those things where, you know, boy, if I would have, could have, should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I think we all kind of, yeah. Yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, did you guys hear about uh, the CDC's new numbers for infections of COVID today? Uh, well, yeah, I, I heard something about what, what are actual COVID case deaths is a lot less than, uh, right. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, they they came out for California. It was for California, and supposedly the death the death rate for COVID in California is six. Only only six percent of the total deaths were COVID in California. Right. And there's a yeah. hundred. There's right. six thousand. I think there's six thousand deaths here. I think, and only six of those six percent of those were actual COVID. Ninety four percent were people who would die of a heart attack. That's what killed them. Then they test them and they have a COVID, so they make it COVID. Right. Which yep. brings another question: Why are they testing somebody who died of a heart attack in the first place? COVID. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, to ramp up the so numbers. Basically, so basically, the the rate for our nation, I think, is one hundred and eighty thousand. Right. It's you know, if you go by California standards, it's around six percent of that. Yeah, I so, heard as high as ten percent, but uh, still so a fraction at, of uh, what they're they're saying it is yeah, well, you know, thousand and but yet we're all locked down we can't go anywhere we can't go to church and uh, what, what, just, what was the number you said for the for the deaths uh, nationwide i got my calculator um, here i got 180,000 roughly okay yes maybe a little more a little less okay times yeah. 0.06 and that comes up to be 10,800. Yep. Yeah. Actually, you know, in, in Michigan, when they're announcing the annual, I mean, or daily, even I, I have, I don't even watch network news anymore. I can't sometimes I used to just to kind of keep up to see where things are going, but you know, it, it's just, I can't, I want to, I do not want to throw a shoe at my, TV. I paid a lot of money for that big TV, and I don't want to destroy it. But I get so angry at at, at the propaganda, the lies. 
Um, but you have to pay attention to the wording, how they word things. They're not exactly. lying. They're just not telling you the truth. I uh -huh. mean, they're not coming out and explaining themselves. So they'll, they'll put it like this. They'll say in Michigan, okay, a total amount now of 6,325 uh, people have died of COVID. Um, there is a second wave coming and we're, we're starting to see it and, and on and on. And, and it's like, uh, no, because I remember that after the first wave was over, there was 598 or 5,998 people that died. So you're saying that 25 more people died right. in the last three months. Um, that's what a normal flu virus people would die on. So there's nothing here behind the curtain, people. Ignore the man behind the curtain. There's nothing here to see. These aren't the droids. I mean, come on. It's it's like they're putting a spin on the words and people aren't listening or, or and really having a remembrance of what it was like before they started letting everything down and letting loose because right. they want to draw everything back tight. They want to, uh, and so to the point where healthy people are wearing a mask, so they're breathing their own CO2. Um, healthy people are being isolated. Healthy people are, are washing. You know, the other day, the other day on my way home, I happened to go by my favorite place to eat, which is Golden Corral. <laughs> Still, huh? And <laughs> I looked, I looked and I go, oh, my God, they're open. I mean, the Hallelujah Choir was playing in the back of my mind. You know, it's like, I, I got to go. <laughs> Why would I do that? Now, some of the people that were in there, I admit, they probably could get the Darwin Award for wow, here's proof that you actually counteracted the survival of the fittest. How did you even live this long? You know, they're, I mean, they're not, but the thing is I went in there. Now me knowing what I know, I'm thinking, you know, this is probably the best time to go to a buffet and eat because everything has been sterilized and washed after every person touches. This is the cleanest place that I could ever go to right now. So this is pretty healthy eating. Right. I'm going. Right. I went inside and uh, oh my gosh, nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody's watching social distance. Everybody is just enjoying themselves. But what do you would expect? People that are going into a buffet during a pandemic? I mean, none of us were worried about anything. We're just chowing down. Yeah. And I and I go not because I like to pig out, but I can I can get I can get five or six different disjointed things that I could not afford to fix myself. And yet I can go in here and I can get a little bit of everything and I have it in one meal. And that's awesome. But it was fun. It was almost like the pandemic never existed. It's like there was a unity. There was a peace. There was a calm and tranquility in there um, that didn't exist anywhere else that I went. Most restaurants I go into now, everybody's staring and glaring. If you're dare not wear that, mask until you sit down to go to eat obviously you can't you know they haven't figured a way to to feed yourself wearing a mask otherwise they would you know enforce that too but uh well, if you yeah. don't wear it in the in in the span in between i i wear mine all the time as a chin strap and then if it's if it's semi-serious i'll put it over my mouth if it's dead serious i'll put it over my nose but i i got one that has a little valve and i took the guts out of the valve so i'm breathing fresh air no matter what <laughs> yeah there you go 
You know, um, I, I did the numbers. I just crunched some numbers. And we, what did we say? 10,800, that would be the actual cases yeah. um, in the United States. Population in the United States is, I don't know, it vacillates between 330 and 350 million people. So right. good, all you got to do is take 10,800 divided by 350 million. So the, infect, the, the mortality rate of COVID, actual COVID cases, people that have died of COVID only without uh, underlying circumstances is 0.0000375%. There's more people. That's more people dying of just the flu, a regular just flu. Yeah. So that's point, a point with four zeros and then a 375. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you know what's amazing about that number is they're pushing a, ba- a vaccine on us like a freight train coming down the tracks. Yes. Like we got, we got to have this vaccine. We're all going to be dead, or we right. can't go back to we can't go back to school. And what's interesting about Dr. Carrie Myers, I think was her name, that video you sent me. I've watched it oh, three yeah. times. Isn't that great? Um, if you guys haven't watched it, you need to watch that. And um, the big thing I got out of that is, well, two. They want to depopulate, so they want to kill us. The other thing is the people that do survive this vaccine, it's going to totally change your DNA. Yes. She said at a point you won't even be considered human because it changes your DNA so much. She talked about a hydrogel that you put on your arm or put in your arm, and it once you put it in your arm, it goes throughout your whole body, and it's hooked up to a mainframe like The Matrix, the movie. And right. they can, and that who knows where that computer's at, and who's running it and watching it, but right. they can, and under the guise they can check on your heart, your cholesterol, but also they can send things to you, and they can send stuff into your body, and they also she talked <clears throat> about um, a a type of device they will put in the head, which Bill Gates is pushing to a, a neural a neural uh, uplink. That is supposed to monitor your vitals. It's all under the guise of health. All under the guise, we're here. We're going to protect you guys. We're the government. And we're going to take care of you because we know how to take care of you. You're too stupid to take care of yourself. You right. can't even tie your shoes unless we tell you how to do it and when to do it. So that's what they're doing. And then what's going to happen, they can literally we talk about the brainwashing of like, um, oh, um, I can't remember the device. It's up in Alaska that. Uh, we've harp, oh, harp, harp, harp. Yeah. harp yeah. yeah. This makes harp look old fashioned because they don't need harp. Uh, right. They just need some some geek in a computer sitting at a desk monitoring yeah. you. Hey, tell Brian he needs to be depressed today. So they send something to me, and I don't even know I'm receiving it. Now I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Now I need meds. Now I have to go get meds and get a doctor. Now I'm buying meds from a pharmaceutical company. I got another I scenario. Well, yeah, and I know it's kind of like, yeah, I never thought this would be true, but it's happening right in front of us. But you know what? Real quick, Eric, if if um, if they did diagnose you as being depressed, that is an automatic disqualification for for being able to own a firearm. Uh, that's true. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, uh, uh, well, the other scenario I was thinking of would be like, OK, Eric, uh you are uh, speaking out against the state, so we're going to go ahead and 
turn off your heart function and you're going to die. Uh huh. You know. There you go. You know. You know, and if it can control the functions of your organs or anything like that, um, pretty dangerous. You know, the thing is that some people would think that we're talking science fiction. Oh, we don't have that kind. Of, that can't happen. Oh but, yeah. No, the the evidence is there. We've had it. This is this is not science fiction. This is this is science reality. This is fact. There's more evidence to prove that these technologies do exist and have existed for a long time. They've been testing it. They've been retesting it. They've been focusing it down right to the point where they can individualize your DNA and find you by satellite, by your DNA, your DNA alone. Uh, every time you take an ancestral uh, thing of your, your history and everything, they get a DNA sample. Man, they know everything about you. They don't lose anything. When planes say they got lost and crashed and we can't find that's <laughs> that's baloney. They can find any time, any place, anywhere. Now, that might seem scary or, or like, oh, my gosh, like where there's no escape. There's no refuge. Yes, there is in Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We have, as Christians, as children of God, we have a mark and a seal in these last of the last days. Um, the mark is that there is something put upon us that keeps us safe. And then the this, this ceiling is what keeps us safe from those things that are around us. We have a calling. We have a, uh, an empowerment, a supernatural empowerment to protect us. And then we have a supernatural protection to keep us safe from everything around us. So God has a plan. He has a plan for every individual life. We receive the promises from the word of God. And we can walk in the power and might of his spirit. And none of this stuff has to affect us. But it depends on what's coming out of our mouth. What comes out of our mouth is the pen that writes the reality into our lives. This is a quote from Proverbs. This is also a very uh, reality, quantum physics um, essential. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's why the enemy has to proclaim what they're going to do before they do it. That's why the thing that exists on the 33.3 degree parallel line in Georgia, the Georgia Guidestones, I think it's so interesting. They have 10, they have their version of 10 commandments. It's 10, a 10 point program, program called Agenda 21, explained out in very detail how they have to reduce the world to 500 million is it? Yeah, 500 yeah, million, 500 million manageable people, right? So 6.5 billion, which I think it's a little increased now, of us have to die, and they do it in 10 different languages. Right. Now that 10 keeps popping up, 10, 10, 10. Now 33.3 is a um, has a biblical understanding and an occult understanding that this is the highest level of of human attainment knowledge possible. Anything that goes above that is coming from a supernatural um, aspect. So they're on the 33.3 degree line, and that's got a whole story within itself. But getting back to the, the focus here on this, somebody put that up there as a memorial to make a proclamation of Agenda 21 and what it's going to be. Now, I can biblicalize that. There are 10 people who have received no uh kingdom as yet but have power as kings and they give their power under the beast where they have uh one mind this is a conspiracy of 10 people now when you look at the united nations they they carved out the world into 10 different sections 10 10 it keeps popping up as 10 well the bible just told you 
in Revelation 17 that there are 10 people that have power as nations. They have the resources, and they give that to the beast. And they give it because they have one agenda. They have one mind. They have one goal. Well, when you see, in reality, 10 different sections of the earth and 10 people are investing, duh, those are the governors or the leaders. Maybe they call them warlords in the future. I, you know, kind of seems like it's going in that direction. There's going to be 10 of them. And duh, that's what we're seeing right now. This is life reality, biblical reality right in front of us. And most people, it amazes me, are oblivious to it. I know Christians, Christians who love Jesus, who think the United Nations is some kind of a peacekeeping uh, global humanitarian effort to, to bring peace upon the earth. Oh, my God, people. Do we have to have them come in for a couple of months to bat us around to make you realize that that's a bunch of crap? That's the Antichrist system? Yep. Might have to happen. Because we we got to be in unity. we got to come together and be in unity to be a powerful church that's going to oppose, according to the scriptures, for a short time, we make war against the beast, and the beast does not prevail. We kick their butts right. by walking in the power and might of God's Holy Spirit. Now, how is that going to happen when we're so disunified that half the people think Trump is uh, the Antichrist and half think that, you know, the pandemic is real and, my God, we got we to gotta hide and, and, and be, in, you know, inoculated and be uh, isolated and, and all this fairy tale crap. Man, we're so disunified. God has to do something to get us into unity. And the way he does it is a shake up and wake up. Peter t described it. He says that he's going to shake the once he shook uh, the earth, but this time he's going to shake heaven and earth. Why? Yeah. So that those man-made crappy doctrines that are based on nothing but Swiss cheese theology is going to fall and be empty and void in itself. And those things that remain are going to be true. All of a sudden, when you've got an enemy fighting at all of us, like you had made in the military thing, um, we're going to come together and be united, and we're going to fight. That's the only way it's going to work. We have to be in unity. So whatever it takes for God to bring us into unity. So we may, before the election, or especially after the election, we may experience um, some extreme things. And, oh, my gosh, Mark Taylor didn't say this is going to happen. And, oh, my gosh, why? Well, no, he did. You have to listen to what they say carefully. There may be a time when God has to cause a short term. I think David Wilkerson said only two months. We might have foreign troops, you know, Russians and Chinese and, and uh, United Nations peacekeeping forces. I had a dream about that in 19... 78, we didn't even have such a thing as uh, peacekeeping forces in the United Nations. It was a paper tiger. They had the idea, but it didn't exist. What I saw was real. It existed. They were here. So when does that happen? How does it happen? I don't know. But it could be a much sooner than I thought it would be. We just have to realize that we have a position in Christ that can be above everything that the world throws at us. We can survive to the day that we are appointed to die. Until then, nothing can touch us. We got to walk in that power, but we, as a church, man, we got to be in unity. You know, I, you know, it's <laughs> when I, when I was in the military, somebody had said one time, and this was at church, and it was kind of funny the way he said it. The guy was a marine, and he says, "Well, you know, 
we're we're the ones that always bail everybody out. And I, I laughed and I said, yeah, unless you're Delta Force, we bail everybody out. And everybody started laughing. I said, and no offense to you, sir. I mean, you know, I, I admire the Marines. I said, but I was in Delta Force in the rear with the gear. So I didn't do all the gung-ho stuff, but I had the same training that they had. But the idea is that anyone in the military, if they're faced with a life and death situation, we are first responders to go to save the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, everybody. That's their job. They go and they help everybody that's in the United States of America military. So they don't just protect their own in their own branch. They protect all branches. So I didn't mean it in a sense of arrogance, but that is just what the Delta Force does in every branch. And I think the um, SEALs are pretty much in the same thing. Um, and that's the way the church has to become. We have to have that same kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jim, I was just looking at, uh, first of all, a couple points. Um, the uh, satellites that Elon Musk is putting up there, they're supposed to be putting up enough to make a grid line um, in outer space above the Earth. <laughs> oh, that, oh so, God. Yes. So, okay. so that they can use, you know. Now, if they're going to use that 5G, that, that, um, that one that Trump's talking about, that's good, but uh, they may be able to switch back and forth between the two. So depending on which regime, I shouldn't say regime because Trump's not a regime, but which side is in the White House or, or in world governance at the time uh, and in control of those satellites. Um, in other words, for the next four years, maybe they'll be used in a benevolent sort of manner. Um, but maybe um, if, uh, God forbid, um, the uh, the leftists get in there um, after Trump's gone, or you know after maybe two or three more presidents are in there, they can use it, uh, switch it to the other 5G, uh, for, use it for malevolent sources. And um, so there's one thing to think about. Another one, I was just looking at the, the Georgia Guidestones, and um, so Dave, we got it's already it's already happening. It's already happening, man. Yeah. Six feet distance. Six feet distance is what we're supposed to stay apart from. Yeah, because we make a grid line when we do that. Okay, now, yeah. now what I'm going to tell you is going to sound really wacky. You would understand it. Some people are going to think this guy's really way out there. A science fiction movie that I watched. It was about a um, a totalitarian state in the future. Now, what they did to monitor people was they had satellites that immediately knew and identified everybody by their DNA. But if you got closer than six feet, the technology was confused. They couldn't read the individual. So if you kept six feet apart, they could read everybody accurately. Also, like an antenna, they created a electromagnetic, because our brainwaves have, is electromagnetic. Mm -hmm. And our brainwaves made a network worldwide that was in total harmony to the technology to monitor everybody everywhere at the same time. If you got closer, it confused it. So you keep a six-foot distance, you keep up an electromagnetic grid that covers the entire world that they control every little thing. So what is the chance that I'm praying, Lord, is what is going on with this crazy why are we keeping six feet apart? Why you know, None of this is making sense. And then I see this movie. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think God is saying, look, if this is the technology that's being used against you right here, right now, that's why they want you to stay six feet apart. 
so that they can keep clarity and keep this grid line of electromagnetic energy around the entire world. This electromagnetic energy, the 5G, is creating the symptoms of a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so it's all, you know, it's all interwoven. It, it sounds nuts, and yet it makes so much sense because it doesn't make any sense. Why in the heck are we having healthy people um, keeping six feet apart and 12, 12 foot, 12 foot is breaks the connection altogether. So they're wanting everybody, you know, to be, that's just insane. I, I, I just, you know. Right. Right. Well, you know, when you look at the languages that are on the Georgia Guidestones, mm-hmm. um, English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian, that's eight. Okay. However, there are four languages that are inscribed on four of the corners on the top, not necessarily with the commandments that are on the other ones, but that's Babylonian cuneiform, classic Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphics. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Uh, wow. Oh my God, that is mind-blowing. I mean, so, right away, my mind's right. There's a reason for that, and I understand it. Wow. Well, you know, when it talks about the ten, the ten rulers, I, I can't remember where it talks about it in Revelation. It says there's ten, and two of them, I think it says, will re- revolt or, you know. Um, three, three, he, three. Three. Okay, three. so three yeah. of them will revolt. Yep. And he will put those down, you know. So I don't know. Could it be that maybe the ten people that are in Revelation as being the, the ten rulers that have received no power, uh, one of them's from the English-speaking world, one's from the Spanish, uh, one's from the Swahili, that would be Africa, right? Hindi would be um, uh, India. Hebrew, well, that's a little chunk of land there in the uh, in the Middle East. Uh, Arab, Arabic would be the rest of the land. Uh, Chinese, that would be another area. Russian uh, would be another area. Um, and then, so then there's four more names down here. That's eight. So that comes to 12. But two of them are, are, are languages that are, um, that are basically dead. Uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah. And Babylonian. And Babylonian. Cuneiform. But classic Greek, um, is very similar to to modern Greek. As a matter of fact, I think if you knew modern Greek, you can study classic. It's not that hard. And Sanskrit, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that from India, or yeah. is it from that area? So no, Sanskrit is from India. Yeah, uh, Pakistan, okay. India. Yeah, okay, so maybe that's the Pakistani South Asian peoples, but uh, and then the Spanish would be uh, all of Latin America. The English would be. Um, the United States, Canada, England, and uh, basically that's it. So maybe maybe that's how it's carved out. And I'd have to look at a map of uh, how they have the world carved out to see if maybe that's that's right. I don't have that in front of me, but um, so uh, it's interesting that those languages are there. And maybe if a person uh, if they use those languages to perpetuate the the uh, the new world order, those ten kings. Uh, they could basically speak to the whole world on behalf of the Antichrist, um, you know, and for him and, and serve him, basically, or use him. Because I, I kind of got a feeling that they're, in the beginning, they're going to use him um, to try to, to take control. Um, 
But I think that after after that, he's going to grow wild because he, well, he's going to be infested with Satan. So it's, anyway, that's the idea that I have. Um, so, uh, you know, he would he would know what their plans are and he would he would deal with them accordingly and take co- total control over the earth. Um, not needing them anymore because they've given all of his their resources to him basically, and uh, so anyway, that's just an interesting thing to think about. Um, it's uh, something that I hadn't considered before, but the, the thing with the satellites is real interesting because it's supposed to be for communication, and 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 also think about uh, the fact that when they're spraying chemtrails up there, which reminds me, I got to call Russ Tanner. Um, when they're when they're spraying chemtrails up there, and we're breathing in all that aluminum, and we're taking in uh, mercury into us. So what that gets in your bloodstream, that goes to your brain. It's it's pretty well proven that people that have Alzheimer's have more uh, um, aluminum in their brain than other people do. Okay. Right. Yeah. And what what a better antenna, you know? I, remember when you were a kid? Uh, I know the four of us can anyway. Well, three of us can. Uh, <laughs> And, you the know, aluminum foil on an antenna. On yeah, TV. you had your rabbit ears on top of the TV. <laughs> yep, yep. And, you know, your dad would always go over there and make you just turn it a certain way. And and then if you let go of it, it went bad again. So a lot of times you had to stand there while he watched his program. <laughs> and, but uh, How, and, and then the antennas, the antennas that they put outside, remember a lot of us put it on our chimneys or, or just mounted it to the roof. Um, you know, you had your pole that went up and then you had your um, your – main piece of uh, whatever it was, we'll just say aluminum, that went you pointed in a direction that you wanted it to, like back there we would either point it at Philadelphia or New York City. Well, who, who watched Philadelphia stations? You know, maybe the people in Pennsylvania. But uh, but anyway, so we would point it towards New York. And, each, and that had a bunch of branches coming off of it too. Okay, uh, laterally, you know, from left to right. And... Uh, and some of them got real fancy, and they had all these different branches coming off all these different loops and everything. But think of the the human brain. You know, you got you got two hemispheres, um, and then you have your um, I can't remember what that split is down the center, um, but it's connected one to the other. So what a perfect antenna you can make if you wanted to uh, wanted to by um, getting people so filled up with aluminum in their brains. That uh, you could talk to them anytime you want to, and then you add an, an injection or a vaccine. Uh, we'll call it the gate scene. Uh, you know that that kind of activates that antenna or or accentuates it maybe. And uh, man, you, you've got a. Uh, I, I always flash back to that Star Trek episode with Landru uh, when Landru was controlling everybody, and then all of a sudden uh, Kirk and his gang took out Landru and. And the two guys that look like monks that had their little staffs in their hands, they come walking in, Landrew, help us. What do we do? Landrew, Landrew, help us. You know, um, you know, it, without that society, we just, uh, without the antenna with them broadcasting, uh, it's worth nothing. But with the, with the antenna in our brain, uh, and then broadcasting, it means a lot. And it, you know, except for the, the, the protection that we have. Um, that's why I think why Jesus said, uh, or was it Paul? I think he said, uh, to guard your hearts and your minds. Um, right. the, that was Paul, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the heart, yeah. the, the mind and the heart are always in conjunction with one another. If they try to take over the, the heart or the brain, excuse me, or the mind, then they can they can control the heart and they can control everything. So, um, you know, the mind... 
the mind blower in that is when sometimes in the reference, there's several of them in the, in the New Testament where Paul and Peter are mentioning about the mind mm -hmm. and it's making reference to the pineal gland. Right. And right. that is where DMT is released. That's where all the supernatural powers, um, either from God or from the imitations through drugs and, and other enhancements, um, can happen. And it depends on who's flipping the switch. You let God flip the switch, everything is going his way. You flip the switch through using artificial ways of attaining the same kind of thing, that's an act of rebellion. And you're not going to get what you wanted more than you ever needed. And uh, that's what it. That's the way it is with dealing with Satan. But, um, you know, these kind of things are in the Bible. God, the Word of God addresses everything that we're ever going to be confronted with that's going to come against our faith, that's going to tear us down. So... Quantum physics, God already addressed it. It's in the scriptures. Um, artificial intelligence, God already addressed it. It's, it's in the scriptures. Verse, chapter, text, and book. Um, these things are all here for us to see if we're willing to keep an open heart and an open mind to see them for what they really are. God has addressed everything that we're confronted with right now. There is clear and clarity in all of this. There's no need for confusion or, you know, he's not left us as orphans. He's given right. us the word of God. He's given us the Holy Spirit to and to bring, bring these things to a reality in these times. So, you know, it's incredible if we just geek out and dig deep into the Bible prayerfully, we can find answers for everything that we're ever, ever going to be challenged with. And that's where I think Christians are not really aware of the potential that is available to us or that our rights as children of God are. Um, you know, there's no question mark in anything for God. He's a creator of all things. So I guess he has more of a clue than we do on these things. And, but it's just amazing how recently so much is coming out. Um, rumors, secret space program. You know, and we're going to do a program, I think, pretty soon on, on a continuation on that. Well, you know, if we're in the end of the end times, the Bible clearly says in a, a minor prophet, Obadiah, says, though you mount up to heaven with the wings of an eagle and make a nest amongst the stars, I shall bring you down. Now, think about that. When you go back to the original Hebrew on that, it's literally meaning a nest amongst the stars is a colonization of space. Right. That's what it means. There's no getting around it. That is what the original language is, is telling us. So that means, okay, if we're at the end of end times right now, all the rumors of a secret space program, uh, uh, you know, that somebody else got on the dark side of the moon and they made a movie about it, a big comedy movie, Iron Skies. Um, my God, it's real. Somebody has, if we're at the end of the end times, somebody has already colonized outer space. Right. We just don't know about it, but we hear rumors about it. Everybody laughs, thinks you're, you know, a space case for even thinking that, except those that realize the scriptures. If we are at the end of the end times, that means somebody has already colonized space. Oh, gee, we don't know about it. Well, well, you can't bet that out. I don't need it. I just had it vetted out by the Bible. Right. It told me that right. people have done this. So it's reality, man. Well, There's a lot of stuff going on that we have no clue except knowing God's word and letting him speak to us. 
you know, it says in the last days there's going to be a group of people that sing a new song. They see something that other people don't. They follow the lamb wherever he goes. And you know where the lamb's going? Genesis 6 paradigm. Whatever happened there is going to happen again here. You know, this isn't new stuff. This is old stuff that's been done before. Mm-hmm. And we're just beginning to be aware of it. You know, yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because it could segue, actually. Um, you know, he does have control of us, and he we do know his voice, and we do follow him. And, and one of the things that he gives us is discernment. And, this, man, I don't know where I'd be without discernment. Discernment just helps me each and every oh, day. Oh, amen. Um, amen. You know, the other day, I had to drive down. I had to have a, an evaluate, a health evaluation, and it was down in Eugene. And Brian can tell you what Eugene's like. As a matter of fact, their, peep, their paper, I think, is – and, Brian, you and I are so much alike because um, th- their newspaper is called mm. The Registered Guard. And then one day I called it The Red Guard, and Barbara says, oh, that's what Brian <laughs> used to call it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so – but anyway, um, if you go – the minute that we were on I-5, the minute that we cross into Lane County – I feel an oppression come over the car and me and everything else. And the closer that you get to Eugene, the worse it gets. And it gets to the point where it's like, I got it. I'm going to do what I have to do. And then I'm getting the heck out of this place. Um, now, but if now let's take this antenna thing, you know, um, let's just say, well, a lot of them, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's what scripture says. So yeah. a lot of them already are given over to, to evil, even though they don't know it. Because, But maybe the ideas that they have in their brains and why, why uh, leftists are so hard to deal with and, they're, and they just, for some reason, there's, there's, there's a blinders, there's a block there, there's a, whatever it is, but they cannot understand common sense. Um, but... Um, so maybe maybe um, they have given them over themselves over so much that the the you know the antenna is on auto. Let's put it that way, and that's why they can like up in, in Portland they can they can march the way they do and they can um, just kick somebody's brains in for no reason you know just because they didn't like them. And a lot has to do with um, a lot of them are demon possessed, of course, and and a lot of them um, uh, you know are just bad people. We're, we're born into perdition, I'm sure. But um, so uh, a lot of it, I think, it has to do with environment because there are principalities and powers that are over different areas. Uh, we learned that in Daniel, right? Remember, he was praying and and uh, the angel said, well, you know, we've been hearing your prayers for a while. This is a, kind of a day version of the the, the thing. But we've um, been hearing your prayers for a while. But, you know, we've been fighting this thing called the, the Prince of Persia and and it's been a pretty uh, difficult thing to fight. And finally, Michael, the archangel, had to come down and help me to fight the thing so I could get to you and give you this message. So um, the principalities are probably the things that are, are the channel changers or the remote control that controls these people, that can switch the antennas on and off, that can that can change the channel. Because you know there's more than one bad uh, evil channel out there. <laughs> you know, there's, there's probably... Uh, they probably have uh, what would, would be a, uh, akin to uh, evil cable um, out in the ether that uh, that uh, these evil entities can change channels in these people. Because one minute you can be talking to a reasonably um, lucid human being 
and the next minute, I mean, you're you're talking to somebody that uh, you know is is spitting at you and and everything else, and uh, it's it's just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Um, up up here where we live, you know, a lot of restaurants are open now. You can go in and sit down. Yeah, you have to sit every other table, but still you can go in and sit down. And you know when the bathrooms are open, which are really nice. Um, but uh, uh, it's uh, so. But then you go down there, and then they're still living the lie. You know, they're still living the oh, this is a dangerous thing. It's increasing. You know, it's like Portland on steroids down there sometimes, it seems like. But um, so it's it's probably has to do with uh, the, the message that they're receiving and, and how they're receiving it. But um, it's uh, I th- again, I think it goes to the brain because, you know, they get the message in the brain and then they, they ruminate on it for a little while. And then the brain, the message goes from the brain to the heart. And that's when all hell breaks, breaks loose, because even. Scripture says that the heart is the most wicked part of man. It's vile and, and evil beyond all imagination, you know. And I get so frustrated when I watch TV or when I used to anyway. And they'd say, oh, just listen to your heart. And I'm going, no, don't listen to that thing. <laughs> Do not listen to your heart because it's wicked and vile and it's out to destroy you, <laughs> you know. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the modern phrases now, listen to your heart. My goodness. Yeah, you really want to destroy yourself or the people around you. Listen to your heart. Um, unless you're a believer, because we have, you know, the Lord living in our hearts and in our innermost beings. And uh, so that that's a good thing. But anyway, um, yeah, I have no problem with the with the antenna thing. And uh, and it's only going to get for depending on who is in control. Now, here's another scenario. What if. What if Trump gets it up and running and he starts, uh, it, it would be kind of the difference of listening to heavy metal or listening to hymns, you know, uh, if the enemy yeah. has it, it would be heavy metal. Um, it, but if, um, if Trump have it, had it, it would be like listening to, to nice Christian hymns basically, or maybe if you don't like that, we can say, uh, Mozart or classical music stuff that calms you down. Um, but uh, now Trump gets in there again, uh, and uh, and he's in charge of all these satellites, and they're sending them up, you know, five and ten a week, you know. So they're they're going to have this in place within no time at all. So he gets in there and he's playing this beautiful classical music. This is going to agitate these people that are used to hearing or want to hear the rock and roll, the heavy metal, you know. Um, have you ever been around? Uh, well, even with with our music from the fifth, from the sixties and seventies, boy, I almost said fifties. That would have really made us old. <laughs> um, hey, wait a minute! I resemble that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but you got to admit, you grew up to sixties music. You know, you were born right. in the fifties. But anyway, um, you start playing that stuff around millennials, and they, you know, they start getting agitated. You know, they, oh, what are you listening to this old stuff for? You know, why aren't you listening to rap? Why aren't you listening to R and B? And, and stuff like that. Well, uh, because, you know, that stuff is designed to make you into an abusive raving maniac. And I don't want to listen to that stuff. Um, but, you know, now take that and put it on steroids. And that's maybe what if uh, when I keep saying if, but when Trump gets in um, and he gets control of that, um, that technology, uh, 
that it might be like. And you know, I, I I do hope that he has the wherewithal and the and the uh, the knowledge to uh, if he sees that he's going to lose an election, or let, let's just say that uh, Donald Trump Jr. gets in and then Eric Trump gets in. Um, <laughs> I know I'm living in a beautiful fantasy world here, but um, uh, and then and then let's say Eric says sees that oh you know well the people are getting tired of uh, of all this and they're going to vote Democrat and then some some somebody like a uh, well Bernie Sanders well he might still be alive back then evil never dies but um, he gets into office and and Trump says well you know we were going to have to destroy this network that we have in outer space or at least severely and uh, disable it so it can't be used. You know, I hope that that, that provision is going to be there. Kind of like it's in, uh, we have theorized that it's in the planes that we sell to Saudi Arabia and the UAE and stuff like that. So that if they ever were to turn against us, we could just hit a button and their planes will fall right out of the sky. <laughs> you know, uh, so hopefully there's a provision built into that that, that they'll know about. Um, but the, the, and I did a show. I don't know if you, I told you guys this, but I did a show on my own. It was called the um, COVID-19 and the 5G connection. Well, um, YouTube did not like that show and took it right off. Of course, of course. And uh, so I, I did something. Is that the only show to be taken off? So so uh, far, you no, know, Dave. So far, okay. yeah. All right. Okay, strike one. You'll get three. You'll get two more warnings, and then you're going to be like me. I, you won't have a channel anymore. Well, we'll Google go to start we'll messing to, with you. We'll go to BitChute. We'll go to um, to other places. There are other places, but um, anyway, uh, yeah, they took it right off because I I made the connect. I must have made a connection, and that connection was that 5G. At the at the vibratory level, the, um, the the hertz level that they have, which is in the, I think it's in the uh, the high gigahertz, maybe in the terahertz now, um, is going to have the capability of opening up the cell walls, the cell membranes, to allow things to get in easier. And I think that's what happens. We've had that talked about that on other shows where uh, we think that um, uh, the the uh, the 5G has an effect because in the areas that have high 5G were the areas that had high high COVID contents. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so it's it's inter- it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Trump trumps them and um, and uses this other 5G that's not as dangerous. Um, but I was really surprised to hear that, and I heard that from a pretty good source online. I can't remember where it was, but. Uh, you know, I, every once in a while when you think that maybe he's overwhelmed and that he doesn't know everything, uh, something comes up to let you know that he does know everything that's going on. <laughs> and I, and I, find, I find a lot of comfort in that. I really do. Um, not that he's God, not that he's our Savior or anything else or anything akin or close to that, but that, that the Lord is using him in such a way that he's keeping him informed and teaching him how to thwart the, uh, the, the tools of the enemy that the enemy has and the, the plans that the enemy has against us. Um, agenda. I don't think it's any mistake that, um, that, that doctor was talking about agenda 2020. Um, and that was the plan. And that's what uh, COVID was all about. Um, I do think that Trump has put a big dent in agenda 2020 so much so that it's not going to come to be. And I heard now that they're, they're shooting for agenda 2030. Uh, because they know that they can't implement it in time, which is a really good thing. 
Um, and hopefully at 2030, they won't be able to do it either. But um, things have to happen. But uh, anyway, um, so um, what was I going to say? Uh, Brian, how are things in, in Southern California? Because I know that aside from the John MacArthur we talked about, See, Brian, folks, I, the reason I, one of the reasons I grew Brian is because he lives in the hornet's nest. Um, you know, the rest of yeah, us, yeah. The, the saying is that the country goes as California goes. And, and so he lives down there and he gets to see all of the shenanigans, which is probably a pretty good word, uh, that, uh, that the uh, government's doing down there and, and that the, the leftists and elitists are trying to do to, to influence California. So, uh, is there any new news from from down there as to what's going on with uh, what's the resistance like down there too? Is uh, are people finally starting to wake up? Is what I'd really like to know. Well, if the country's going to the way of California, that means the country's going to hell in a handbasket because that's how bad it is down here. Um, no, there's not a lot of pushback. Like I said, a lot of the church, some of the churches down here. Uh, actually quite a few, I mean, I don't have a percentage, but a lot of churches are not pushing back at all. Um, more and more people though, I noticed are sick of the mass. Um, they wear them under their nose or under their chin, like Jim mentioned. Right. And so they're just doing it to go into the store and come out. That's what I do. Uh As soon as I get out of the store, I I rip it off my face and I'm, I don't wear it unless I absolutely have to. (laughs) Yeah, me too. too. (laughs) Yeah. So more and more people are doing that. I, I've talked to more and more people out there, just, you know, people you meet at the bank or wherever the store, and they're sick of this whole thing. Uh, there's a few, I mean, maybe eight out of 10 people, seven out of 10 are like tired of it. They know it's fake. They know it's ridiculous. But then there's a two to three uh, that are driving with masks and gowns on in our car. You know, they basically have pure oxygen hooked up to, you know, and driving a car with a spacesuit. That's almost how bad it is. Some of these people, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. ludicrous. So, and then it's just, yeah. And so you do have an unrest. I, I think I, I can't, you know, God knows, but in the next election, maybe not this one, but maybe the next one, I could be wrong. But I think a lot of Democrats and uh, not uh, liberals, but old-fashioned liberals, if they even make sense now, um, are sick of this. And so I think the tide could turn down here politically. If the Lord doesn't return, I can see maybe going start to go to a red state, maybe. Well, Mark um, Taylor actually mentioned that California would go red. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's good yeah, I, I think but these people have to be driven to the point of um, to get them there. So things have to get pretty bad. So, and you know, guys in Detroit, we truly are going to be the ground zero for the revival. There is no violence in Detroit. Nothing's burned. Nobody's getting killed. There's That's no rioting. There's there's no rioting. There's nothing. Man, what me, an older white guy. And I live in a neighborhood. I go to Walmart uh, to get my meds and a few other things. And the blacks there, man, they just love me to death. And I love them back. Mm-hmm. They just, they, we're not buying into it, man. 
good. There's been so many good churches, good people, even a Democratic mayor in Detroit, a Democratic, uh, well, I think basically a, a Democratic police chief, a, a, a black guy that became police chief, a white mayor who's Democrat in Detroit. These people are not hypocritical at all. They're real deals, and they've done an honorable, great job. And because they have, they've got a community that loves the police. The police love them. Um, there's a relationship there. Uh, Pastor Steve Upshur, his little ministry has done 45 years of trying to preach unity, establishing unity between blacks and white churches and working together. I mean, pecking away just a little bit at a little bit all the way through. Man, there's no violence here. There's a little bit of paranoia. And I think it's because people watch too much of network news, but nothing of violence anywhere. When when the police formed a line on Eight Mile, Eight Mile was always like at one time it used to be the the black and white. Black was on in Detroit, and that was on um, south of Eight Mile. North was the suburbs. Now that that line is not even existent anymore, really. I mean, just other in people's minds, maybe, but, but, uh, and more of a social economic situation rather than anything to do with race or color. And, uh, what you never hear in the news is when the police formed a blockade, they were going to prevent the, the, uh, protesters and everything, um, from coming into the suburbs. They kept them, they were going to keep them on the other side of eight mile. What you never heard on the news was that the general public left the crowd of Antifa and the other agitators and joined the police and said, you are not going to go any further than here. They were addressing BLM. They were addressing Antifa and all the agitators. They were saying, you're not going to go any further than this. We're not letting you. You never saw that on the news anywhere. I'm never going to tell you the truth. There's a unity here in Detroit that doesn't exist anywhere else on the whole planet. I'm excited. I'm excited because I see the prophecies that God has spoken in Amos 3.7 as becoming a reality. Ground Zero is right here in Detroit. We are unique, and it's not because we're special. It's because we believe in the promises of God. We've had 40 years of conditioning by God's love. Love is going to win this whole thing. And love exists in here in Detroit more or unlike any other place on the planet. I'm excited, man. I see the realities of these prophecies coming true right here and ground zero. It's, it's awesome. It's overwhelming. No violence. There is no violence in Detroit. No fires. No, nothing. It's just awesome. Right. Well, that's good. Hey, um, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of finish my thought from before. Um, yeah. About California, and also I wanted to get back to the virus. I was thinking in the book of Revelation, it talks about there's going to be a mark that will be given to Christians because it'll spare them from the plagues, some of the plagues. But also, there's a mark off, obviously, a mark of the beast, six six six. We all know about that. But once the person gets that mark of the beast, they're they're condemned to hell. There's no there's there's like no second chance. Right. And you know we've talked about this and for many years and and the microchip and now they have 
you know, they can inject the stuff through a needle into you, which we talked about tonight, a little bit like with the virus, and they can track you. And that's pretty much what they're probably going to do with the mark, something like that. But I was thinking is that they're basically condemned to hell once they take that mark. This virus, uh, this virus vaccine changes the DNA in a person. Right. It, it, like that doctor said, and she doesn't know for sure, but it changes you so much. How do you know you're, you look human, but you're not going to be fully human? Yeah, you have a heart, you have all that, but your DNA has changed drastically. Maybe that's what that verse is talking about. Not only can you not be saved because you're condemned, but God already knows that Bingo. this mark changes your DNA so much. Now you're done. Right. You're not. You're not open for salvation because not only did he, you directly rebel against God the Father, but your DNA is so messed up now that I created that you. I can't. I. I. You know. He can do anything, but I'm done with you. Right. And so I know that's a harsh thing to say because there's people hearing, but God is a just God and He doesn't put up with sin and rebellion very well. He doesn't. It, it, it ticks them off. So right. that's basically when somebody takes the market of the beast, they're basically giving their fist or their middle finger to God. And right. what's interesting about that passage in that, that part of the scriptures, they know that God is bringing these judgments because there's a couple of places, more than one, where he reveals himself and they, they actually cry for the rocks and the caves. To, you know, they're hiding in caves. And they're crying for God, uh, for the rocks to fall on them and hide them from the presence of the one who sits on the throne. Right. So they know where all this is coming from, but they refuse to repent. They take the mark anyway. And I never thought of this because technology has changed. You know, uh, we kind of morph as the technology changed. The word of God all of a sudden starts making more sense. Like in Daniel's time, they traveled to and fro in chapter 11 of Daniel. What's that mean? Knowledge increases. Well, what's that mean? Well, we know what it means. It means computers. It means jet aircraft. It means cars. We can do all this stuff now. And now that I see uh, see this vaccine, I totally get it now with why basically we are we are condemned. Uh, I mean, not we, but the people that take that mark. It changes them so much and and who's developing these this these this vaccine well the elites of the world that want to bring in the one world order right they want to control us they don't want us worshiping god that's why they hate christians so much because we don't bow to man we bow to god the who made everything bow to the lord and they want us to bow to them so they're thinking is hey We'll give a vaccine or give something that can actually change their DNA. Well, they will willingly bow to the Antichrist. They will willingly bow to whatever we want them to. And this COVID-19 is a trial run on how easily will the people obey us when we put orders out that they can't leave their home. Will they do it? Will they push back? And we didn't push back. So what they do? Um, it's going on seven months. That's what they did. Uh, right. This was supposed to end in May. Remember, it was supposed to be April fifteenth. 
Yeah. Then it was supposed to be May 1st. Then it was supposed to be May 30th. And now it's almost September. It's going to go October before you know it. So the reason that this is virus is lasting, air quote, uh, the scamdemic, is the governors in these red states and these basically evil demonic people, uh, we let them do this because we didn't push back. If right. the church would have pushed back, I mean push back, if they would have said, we're opening anyway, we're going to open May 1st, and there's a 100,000 churches across, and we're going to open. You want to arrest us? You know where we go to church. If we would have done that, there might have been a couple here and there they would have come after. Yeah, it would have been over. But it would have been over. And Yeah, and what are you like going to do? You can't, you can't fill the jails. It wouldn't be yeah. enough, you know? Yeah, it's not just the church. It's the American people in our country have come lackadaisical. Whoever's making and, that noise, please stop. <laughs> okay, thank you. Go ahead, Jump Brian. It's become lackadaisical. So, um, not just the church. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's just um, that's just the times we're living, and and I, I personally, you know, I've been looking for revival with the churches for a long time. Because revival starts with the church, and then it spreads to the world. That's right. why I, I think. Uh, because unsaved people are dead to the Lord unless the Lord uh, shows himself to them. But it says in the last days that hearts of men will grow cold, be lovers of self. I think First uh, Peter talks about that. And uh, and so they'll be lovers of self, idolaters, and all this stuff. It goes to this long list. And... And it also goes on and says, but you are not of this world. I'm paraphrasing really bad here, but you are not of this world. So it, it basically paints a picture. Yeah, there's small revivals, and there's been like the Azusa Street. There's been the the, um, the Jesus movement in the 70s. That's when I got saved. Same here. And, and th- there's been periods of time, but I'm thinking as we're getting to the end, at least what I'm observing, it doesn't look like much of a revival with the COVID with the churches. Because right. if it was a revival really going on in these churches, be, it's say before COVID, if God's spirit was really moving for revival in these churches, then why aren't they pushing back? Because God's spirit knows what's happening is wrong. Because the revival isn't going to take place inside these structured churches. It's going to take no. – it's going to it's happen gonna... outside of it. A remnant will be called out of it and then obviously the, yeah. you know others as well. But um, I, that's pretty apparent at – to me at this point um that, yeah. that's this is actually something that mark taylor has also echoed as well so um yep yeah and so I, I i think um there's a remnant of believers on the earth right now that love the lord or know what's going on is wrong there's a and they're gonna push against this but then there's a lot of believers that do know the lord that are afraid and don't want to push against it because they don't want to go to jail. They don't want to lose their tax exempt. They don't want their neighbors or kids to feel like, you know, what are you doing? Oh, but that's right. just, yeah. yeah, we're living in a time of compromise. Uh-huh. This is a huge time of there's no black and white. It's I'm trying to, I'm trying to maintain, I'm trying to stay alive. I'm trying to get my job back. I'm trying not to lose my house or my mind through this. And all of us are there. We've been through different, you know, this has been hard. But bottom line is we're commanded to meet with together. We are commanded. It's not a suggestion. 
right. in the last days. And we're not. And so I say that because how can we expect God to, to do anything in our church if we're not even meeting? Right. And, and so I'm praying that God wakes these pastors and leaders up and, and somebody sparks something in somebody, maybe us, maybe with this program, that we're not going to take it anymore. We've taken it long enough. We are Americans. We have liberties and freedom here. Our First Amendment right is to meet, and, and the government shouldn't interfere with that. And one of the reason we got the Second Amendment was given that I read up on is that so they wouldn't take the first one away from us. Right. Because if you live in a totalitarian government without weapons, they can take the first one from you. Yeah. But if you can defend yourself, then they're going to think twice. And I'm not calling for arms. I'm just saying that's how mankind is. It's yeah. like if you give a 14-year-old teenager and you say 1 o'clock in the morning, go to bed, and you catch him at 2, and you don't, and he knows it's supposed to be 1, and you don't do anything about it, he'll stay up till 3 the next morning, and then 4, and then 5. And that's what's going on in Portland and in Chicago is nobody is uh, the the people that live there are are in a bad spot, but the government and the churches are not pushing back. There are some, obviously, right. and I think if Trump wins, and I'm I I know he's going to win. I have no doubt he's going to win 100. percent It's going to be a landslide. Yep. It's going to be there's an army twice as big a voting army than he had last time because oh, yeah. the enemy met for harm in these riots. God's going to use for a victory for Trump and for our rich religious freedoms for at least another four years. Amen. And, you know, and that's kind of where it's at, I think, is most people are just biding their time waiting for the election. And the enemy, Satan and his demons are going to try to use the Democrats. And I hope I don't offend any Democrats out in the audience, but because uh, there are some bad Republicans, too. Really bad. Yeah. Traitors on both but, sides, but the majority yeah, probably is on the Dem side. Yeah. Yep. They're using these people to try to take our freedoms away for their own ill-gotten gain. And God and God's people cry out, and I believe they're crying out quietly in their homes. He's going to rescue us. He's going to use Trump. And uh, Trump was put here like I think it's he's been compared to um, Darius. Is that correct? Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Cyrus. Cyrus. Yes, Cyrus the Great. And uh, he's a bull. He's a bull in a china closet, and that's the kind of president we need right now. We right. need that, and uh, I'm uh, I'm proud he's my president, and that he's there. And I think he's a believer. Got saved a few years ago. He's doesn't know a lot about the scriptures, but it doesn't matter. His heart, I believe, belongs to the Lord. Yeah, and, I think he's uh, he, the hard way about the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you actually listen to his speeches about God, you know, in the beginning it was pretty, pretty rough and pretty crude. But you, if you right. listen to him as of late, uh, you can see the transition and change uh, yeah. in him and how he Tim, speaks about God. Tim Tim Clement in 1998 said that he would come in, Trump would come in whispering the name of Jesus, and not even being a believer, but something would happen, and that that event that would happen would be so profound that he was going to allow, be filled with not only born again, but filled with the Holy spirit. And he would be shouting Jesus on the rooftops. And what is he doing right now? He's proclaiming. I mean, when he had, when he declared Israel, uh, Jerusalem 
to be the capital of Israel. When he's now confessing Jesus Christ and the importance and defending Christianity like no president has ever done since well, probably Reagan and not even anywhere near close to what Reagan did. Um, we're seeing that prophecy that, that uh, Kim Clement said come come to pass. Um, mm -hmm. He came in whispering and now he's shouting. Uh, it's a big difference because he had a transformation. Man, I would include that, that God used another pagan one time. It was um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And through the whole dialogue, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar had to end up eating grass and acting like a, uh, a beast, you know, for uh, seven years until he finally got humbled and got it right. But Nebuchadnezzar's end was that he actually accepted the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Now, we don't know what happened to Cyrus, but he did all of God's work as a pagan heathen because God inspired him to. And yeah. so, you know, this is the biblical pattern that is going to happen. But, you know, this, the pendulum is going to swing one way and it's going to swing back the other way. So a lot of the things that that um, Trump is going to provide us as as benefactors of of this technology is going to be eventually used against us. Right. I got really I got freaked out when I heard that the uh, United States Space Force, when I saw their symbol and going, my gosh, Trump, what are you thinking? He used the Star Trek symbol. Mm -hmm. Well, then I, I found that I had to find, OK, who started this? It goes all the way back to the Clinton administration. They're the ones that first formed this uh, um the United States Space Force, they he was the one that used that symbol of the Star Trek symbol. It wasn't right. Trump. Trump inherited this. What he did was he put a paper tiger into action and made it become a reality to actually do something. So it's going to be good for a while during the, you know, maybe the first three and a half years of seven years. And then the other, it's going to swing the other way and it's not going to be you know it's going to be used against us but i think god is showing all of creation past present future outside of time that's hard to wrap your mind around but i think he's showing all of creation when i have my people in charge life comes from death right pendulum swings the other way and all of a sudden death wipes out life and brings it to a state of uh, like a fire almost. I mean, total destruction. Except these days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. That's what they're going to do to this earth. That they say they love and worship even the Gia or whatever, Gaia. Um, you know, all this ridiculousness is, is going to be shown for what it actually is. And so God in, in the bigger, greater plan is showing all of the cosmos, the things, you know, it says in Ecclesiastes, the things of that were are not known today, even though even as the things today will not be known as the world to come. So God's not telling us certain things. Not until we get into a four dimensional outside of time can we even begin to wrap our head or understand some of that stuff. But he's giving us clues and hints. One of them is that we don't know what happened before the creation of mankind. Something did happen. It's there in the scriptures, but God's not telling us. So anything we hear is just going to be a, a rumor, a half-truth, the legends of Lilith and whatever. There's probably a reality to that. But you know what? God's not telling me. So guess what? I put my fingers in my ears. I'm not listening. God didn't tell you. So whatever it is saying is not going to be the truth anyway. So I don't need to know about it. Right. And pretty much the same thing is going to be for the experiences that we're having now. 
for the future. So there's patience on our side. We have to just be patient, totally trust that if God loved us so much that he died for us, for you, for me, he experienced everything that we experienced on the cross. You know, it was not, wasn't like he was a stranger to it. When he took upon the sins of the world, the sins literally means the result of, of uh, not believing, the result of ignorance, of not knowing. So that the hurt, the pain, the anger, the fear, all of that he took, all the emotion. So it wasn't like God didn't know what I was going through. He experienced everything he went through. That's why he died. That's what he died for. So he was there with you in every feeling. Imagine everybody ever born, everybody ever will be born, all at one time taking all that into himself. That just brings me to almost tears whenever I think of that. That's how much he loved each one of us individually. So we have to trust that love. We're not going to get all the answers. We're not going to have all of the understandings of everything. Some things are going to remain a mystery. Some things only until we're into a four-dimensional universe are we going to understand it. And until then, we just have to trust his love, his provision, his protection for us. And that's that's what's going to give us the stability. Knowing his plan, according to Amos 3.7, is what's going to give us the stability and the strength to get through all of this crap. And we can't get through it. That's the good news. Uh, you know, it's going to, I mean, one way or another, after the election, things are going to get weird. I mean, you think they're weird now. They're going to get weirder. Um, I keep hoping that this reset is going to happen in September. If not, it's going to be a year from now. I don't know. It's going to be soon because can't, things can't keep going on the way they're going. This world is just so out of control. God's going to do a reset. He's promised it through his prophets. I believe it. I'm going to expect it. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to look at the, war, the glass being half full rather than half empty. Um, I think we all need to do that as Christians. We need to confess the positiveness, the trust that we can have in the Lord. The strength is being thankful for everything. When we start praising and thanking God, we're confirming and sealing our faith in him. We're opening a door of opportunity for us that even through the worst of everything, God is continually giving us open doors and opportunities to expand, to go higher in our gifting, in our ministries, in our understanding of him. This is what we need to remain focused on, not all the doom and gloom and all the crap that I mean, I even quit listening to a lot of the left uh, or the right wing conservative news sources that I've gotten because they're playing the same game that the left is playing. They're trying to create fear. They're trying to create anger against the other side as being the enemy. My only enemy is Satan. He's the right. devil. He's the one that's lying and everything. I don't need to be put into that kind of stupid position of playing political games, theological games, race games, class games. None of that stuff, man. It, it doesn't matter what's God's plan and who does he. You know, he told me to start praying for uh, Whitmere, uh, our governor. Um, my God, her, she started changing on a dime. It's like, you're really trying to teach me how to love my enemy, aren't you? I mean, I even signed a petition to impeach her. She's getting way out of hand, way out of control. Yeah, I'll pray for her for, for salvation. I even had people drop support for me when I posted that. 
dude, if you can't love your fellow Christian for having an obedience for God, it doesn't affect your political sphere. How are you going to love your enemy? Right. I mean, very good yeah. point. Yeah. You know, um, Brian, you brought up a scripture in um, Daniel about uh, men will run to and fro and knowledge will increase. And, <laughs> you know, that can, that can um, go several different ways because, oh, yeah. you know, yes, technology has increased and we know where that's come from, uh, from the fallen angels. But um, another way to look at it, too, is that men will be running to and fro to seek how they can how they can become more wicked, um, how they can bring mm-hmm. more evil into this world, and um, you know we see that with CERN. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they'll bend over backwards trying to to open up portals into other other um, existences. Um, but what really you know and and what really irks me is that. Um, you know, we've been, I remember being a kid walking around with a little box for the March of Dimes, uh, going, going to, walking around the neighborhood. They would give us this little box. I, me, I remember UNICEF too, but, and I, and I repent and, and with a whole heart of having served the UN in that manner. I didn't know any better. Um, but anyway, uh, the March of Dimes was for muscular, muscular dystrophy. I always remember MD, muscular dystrophy. Anyway, um, so we would go around, walk around the neighborhood. Would you like to contribute to the fighting the fighting the cure for uh, muscular dystrophy? Oh yeah, you know the old little old ladies would pull money out of their purses and put some change in there. Then you brought that back to school, and supposedly that money was supposed to go to the muscular muscular dystrophy association. Um, now that was what um, 55 years ago, uh, maybe 50, maybe a little less. Um, nobody has found a cure for muscular dystrophy. Um, people have been donated to cancer research for even longer, probably than that. Um, no cure for cancer. I mean, there, there are some cancers that they're, they're, they've found out ways to put them in remission and stuff like that, or to excise them, to take them out, hopefully before it's too late. Um, it, but you know, there's no cure. There's no cure for Parkinson's disease, and they've been researching that for God knows how long. Um, but all of a sudden, we have this COVID thing, and uh, within a, less than a year's time, we have where we're hearing, oh, we have promising, uh, promising vaccines out there. You know, if I hear Fauci say that one more time, <laughs> if I can jump into the television and 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 appear Why? on stage and put my an arm lock or a neck lock around him. But anyway, seg- what seg- you want to give him a hug? Yeah. Seg- seg- segue into Madeira, Modera. Moderna, yeah. But yeah, um, Mod- yeah so you know yeah. you got you got you got Moderna who's out there um, and uh, so it goes to show you that they can cure things that they want to. But yep. if if something's evil and uh, Myself, I don't believe in the pandemic. I call it the plandemic. I know, Brian, you called it something earlier. The scamdemic, I think, is what you called it. And um, and a lot of people don't. Uh, most of the people I run into, nobody up here is wearing a mask anymore if they don't have to. Um, and uh, so anyway, so the they're running to and fro trying to make this knowledge increase. 
um, and using it for, for ultimately evil means, you know, uh, especially with this COVID thing, you know, they, we've talked about tonight how, uh, you know, they want to inject us with what might be nanobots. Uh, another doctor talked about how it will change the DNA. Brian, you were talking about that. Um, but uh, when it comes to making something that, like this vaccine or the supposed vaccine, um, and I propose that it's it's not going to be a viral vaccine. It's going to be something else. But um, it's, you know, they can come become quite inventive and, in very short time, in very short order, come up with a supposed vaccine for this. But we all know what that's going to do. Um, so um, I see that kind of as a fulfillment of that, that prophecy, that and all the other technology that we have, too. Um, but, you know, I did a study on that, uh, that particular verse. And not only does it mean that, you know, knowledge of uh, uh, technology, you know, like uh, pl- space flight, uh uh, then now they're talking about making a new uh, American version of the SST that will fly uh, like the Concorde um, and, and things like that. And uh, not just that, but also when it comes to inventing ways of being evil. Um, you know, I always talked about the Russians when they, when they were the Soviet Union and the Nazis also, that they excelled in, in finding ways of killing people. You know, it, it was amazing the ways that they could find out to torture and kill people. And, and you know, I don't, I don't say our government didn't do that, too, but um, it was a special gift, I think, that was imparted to the Nazis and to the communists. Um, but um, so mankind, when he has to, can, with the help of fallen angels, of course, can invent anything that, that's necessary to accomplish an evil means, uh, an extermination or a, a holocaust or something like that. But when it comes to doing things that are good, selfish motives come in. You know, like, well, look at Big Pharma. If they cured all the diseases that they supposedly are researching, you know, these big guys up at the top wouldn't be getting their five or six million dollars bonuses every year. Um, and a lot of people would be out of work, um, although they, they could re-recognize to do things that were good. But they won't do that, of course, because there's no money in doing things that are good. Um so anyway, um, uh, so Moderna, Moderna is a, a company that uh, is doing quite well, actually, because they, they supposedly are the top or the front runner of a vaccine. Now, Jim, Jim has some information about Moderna that I, I, I'd like you to share, Jim, because you revealed something stuff to me about Moderna that I didn't know about. So go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, George, source. Oh, I wish wish that name ex, would just ex, yeah ex Nazi that end up becoming a um, of all things a socialist um, um, billionaire a socialist pr- billionaire. Promote, yeah a socialist yeah. billionaire um, guess how he became a billionaire uh, when he was a Nazi he was in he was the uh, a young a very young officer that was in charge of. Uh, uh, all of the loot that was gathered from the Jews and where it would be distributed and everything. So he's probably, you know, two for the Reich, five for me, one for the Reich, eight for me. You know, he made sure that he was, you know, came out of the war pretty darn good. So much so that he bought IG Farben. IG Farben was the wonderful chemical company that made Zyklon B that gassed all the Jews. Yeah. They did not 
have any impunity for what they did at the Nuremberg trials. As a matter of fact, they were above that. Um, they were part of the Operation Paperclip deal where a lot of these scientists, hey, we like what you're doing. We want you to continue on over here. So Werner von Braun and all the rest of you um, Nazi crazy uh, hacks, come on over here and work for us. You know, we beat you at the war, so you come on over here. So long story short, we brought the very infrastructure of Nazi Germany into ourselves, and that's where the swamp runs deep on the left and the right. And unfortunately, they are leaning on the right. And there's three frogs mentioned in Revelations uh, uh, was, uh, 16th chapter. And uh, these three frogs have a hatred for Israel, want it annihilated and wiped out, and yet they have this uncanny ability to morph into their host where they end up at. And they were inspired from um, the, the dragon, uh, promoted by the beast, and then actualized by the false prophet at the end times. And this is, okay, it came from Satan, it goes to a nation, and it goes to an individual that promotes it. Long story short, the three frogs are three ideologies. One is communist socialism, national socialism, and Islam. All three have the same agenda. These are your three frogs. These are part of, of Bible prophecy right in our, our faces. The undoing of what happened all has a connection. George Soros bought IG Farben. He fractionalized and broke it all down into other segments or organizations. One of them was Moderna. Uh, Moderna. Did I say yeah. Moderna? Moderna. Think of, think of modern Mod and Erda. Moderna. Okay. <laughs> Moderna. <laughs> Moderna is part of the IG Farben Foundation. George Soros owns it. This is where Foshi got his initial. Uh, he was weaned on this. This is where he got into the everything. He was a head researcher. And like I said, weaned into his everything that he is today, he got through Mon Moderna. Did I said it right? I said it right that Moderna. time. Moderna, yeah, you did. Moderna, yeah. yeah. Moderna is the manufacturer that will be making all of the vaccines. Now, guess who were classmates going to college together um, with Foshi? Bill Gates. Yeah. Oh, there's. Plenty of movies and videos of the two together, you know, and, and birds of a feather do flock together. And and Bill Gates, I've got a 1978 video of Bill Gates presenting to the Central Intelligence Agency training seminar for agents to sh how to start swaying things over to a certain area. And the CIA, i got to tell you where the origin of that came from, from the Reinhard Galen organization, the highest SS officer of the Eastern Front defected to the United States and says, hey, you like what we did here and how we could keep secrets? Let me reform your OSS and we'll call it a new organization and I'll help you set up the, and do things the way we did it. And it was called the Central Intelligence Agency. When Werner von Braun came over, he was ahead of um, the Industrial Intelligence Agency because most of the technologies that were going to be reproduced in NASA was going to come from private individuals so that he was in charge of the intelligence to make sure that everything was compartmentalized so everybody didn't know exactly what they were doing, doing it the Nazi way. Later, they broadened their sphere of influence 
and changed the industrial agent, uh, security agency into the national security agency. The CIA and the NSA are both founded by Nazi influence. You wonder why the swamp runs to the left and to the right. That is how and that is why. And so Moderna is part of IG Fervent. George Soros owns it. There's a connection between Bill Gates. There's a connection between uh, Fauci. And, yeah. of all things, Epperstein. Yeah, there's a connection to all of them. All of this is a big shell game to keep us concentrated on the fear of coronavirus, the fear of Black Lives Movement. Oh, by the way, the Black Lives Movement, the, own, the leaders, the heads of this, three people, three women, admit that they are witches and that this is a spiritual movement, and they are forming, they are actually performing in their protests when they keep chanting the person's name. They're sprinkling liquid on the ground, and they're doing a an, an African voodoo ritual because this is a spiritual moment that they're doing. This is pure witchcraft. This is pure demonic. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. I think all of us, black or white or anybody else, we want equal rights for everybody. All of us share that interest. And that's where they're trying to appeal to our emotions and we're putting our logic out in outer space. We need right. to be aware. I mean, when I see churches supporting BLM, it's like, okay, I get it. We all want equality. We're, we should be above that now. And before Obama, we were. He's the one that's kind of polarized and, and brought us back to a lot of weirdness. But uh, the thing is that they're, it's headed by witches. It's headed by voodoo. It's headed by everything demonic. The money, you follow the money trail. Money trail is not prejudice. Money trail is not racist. It's where it, things go. You follow the money trail and it goes to the Democratic National Convention. All of this stuff is going on now to keep Trump out of office for the next four years because the people that hate America, the people that want to see it destroyed, know that if Trump has four more years, they are doomed. They're exactly. gone. Exactly. And that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. So hey, since, since we're on the subject of Moderna and George Soros, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, George Soros uh, also owns Bear, Bear Company um, that makes uh, uh, different drugs. And we'll go into that in a minute. Yep. Um, but Bear is part of IG Farben or was and still is. Um, and they... Um, they deliberately affected patients in Dachau, Auschwitz, and Gossen, concentration camps, um, also in Buchenwald. Um, where, where was I down here? Um, anyway, so uh, so Bear Aspirin is, is then therefore also owned by George Soros, if if uh, Farben is. And, yep. And then you should see, you know, you're like, oh, well, I don't have anything to do with that. Well, <laughs> Let's look. Let's look here. Uh, Keep going. Keep tell, tell them all the names of the companies. Okay. Well, not companies, but products. Acceleron, yeah. which is for crop protection. Adelat, which is for cardiology. Um, another drug, uh, I don't think it's in America. Adempass, uh, which is for hypertension. Adenco. Afrin. You like your nasal spray. Afrin. Hey, made by Bayer. IG Farben. Uh, <laughs> Agroest uh, is uh, makes uh, seeds, and then we're going to get into the whole. You know, we could get into the whole um, GMO, yeah, GMO thing. Aleve, you like Aleve? It gets rid of your headache. Hey, 
Hey, bear makes it um, or has something to do with it. Uh, Alka-Seltzer. I'm just going to the ones that people know. Avalox. A lot of times you'll get that in uh, while you're in uh, a hospital. It's uh, it's a uh, it's an antibiotic. Aspirin. Uh, any kind of uh, bear aspirin. Uh, cardio aspirin. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, Bethanum, which is used for dermatology. Uh, a couple of insecticides here. Um, let's see. Neurological diseases. Betaferon, which is for biological diseases. Uh, uh, I, I mean, Cipro, which is a very popular antibiotic. Claritin. Hey, that helps your allergies, right? Um, let's see. Uh, man, I, the list goes on and on. Decalb, which makes seeds. Delta Pine, which makes seeds. Deroiter, which makes seeds. Uh, drought card, uh, hybrids. That's interesting. Um, it's, it's for hybrid plants that are tolerant to, um, uh, lack of water. Um, let's see. Uh, they make drugs that are for ophthalmology. They make nutritionals. Um, See, there's, I don't know, I just, I could, I'm only down to like a third of the, the web page here. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you want to support IG Farben and, uh, get your Omiralax. There you go. There's one. Um, let's see, going down, trying George, to go. George, George has also bought out all of the American manufacturing companies that make our drugs. All right. of them. Right. He owns them all. Well, Roundup's uh, another one. There's, there's one he'll say, oh, I, I don't know. There's one in France. Yeah, he, you own that one, too, but you just put it under assumed name and give it to France so that it makes it look like you don't own all of them. But you own all of them. You've uh-huh. done this ever since World War II systematically. Everybody's worried about the Japanese making uh, uh, automobiles, but you weren't realizing that uh, the medical uh, system was completely being taken over by George Soros. Right, right. Hey, Zarelto, you've seen commercials for that on TV. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yasmin, Yaz is another one. Those are both birth control pills. Yasminel is another one. Okay, I'm down at the end of the list. I went to Y. So, um, anyway, whole bunch of stuff out there that George Soros, you're supporting him if that you're on this drug. So, um, these drugs are using these products. And I just read maybe a maybe an eighth of all the ones that are on here, just the ones that are kind of more popular and you know about. Okay. But, so. but see that you're, you're constant, you know, the public's concentrating on all of this stuff and they're not seeing that the, the news isn't telling us that there's been uh, governors, mayors, uh, council members, senators recently that have been uh, uh, subpoenaed. Uh, or no, beyond subpoena, it's not a subpoena. They've been they've been uh, pressed with charges of um, child trafficking, child molestation, child violation. Um, there's been a massive amount in within the sex trading of people in government that have been arrested, both in the Republican and the Democratic Party. There's been a purge going on that you don't know about or even understand that's been happening underground explosions in new york that actually uh showed up on a richter scale is like a 2.0 you know um earthquake and yet there are no fault lines in new york right how do you get an earthquake 
because they were bombs blowing up the underground tunnels of people that have been trafficking kids that have never seen daylight ever before. This is the stuff that everybody is keeping. All the attention is to keep away from what's really going on. And this is the most atrocious, horrible thing. And that's human marketing, human slavery, human trafficking done by Hollywood, done by the rich elite. This is part of a procuring resources for their satanic rituals that existed all the way back to probably the Garden of Eden. But we know that it, it first appeared as a form of rebelliousness on the Mount Hermon when the 10 northern tribes separated from the, the uh, from from Israel and the divided kingdom. They had Judea and uh, the, the 10 northern tribes. They actually practice this stuff. The rich elite have a practice this all throughout mankind's history. And it's called the passing their children through the fire. When you look at that in the Greek, it actually is meaning that they're drinking their blood and eating their flesh. This is the same but opposite where God says, you know, Jesus said, you know, to his disciples, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you'll have no part of me, which sounds pretty weird. That's probably why 70, I think 74, 78 disciples reduced down to the 12 because everybody else said, oh, that's too weird for me. I'm out of here. The rest said, we don't understand it, but you're, you're the Messiah. You're the, we have no choice for anything else. Yes, I agree. I was going to get a picture this time of me with a, I got a, I got a cup, man. It is called the Butterfly Golden Pumpkin Company. <laughs> next next time I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture of me and I'll, I'll show you the, the pumpkin time. I think that's uh, an IG Farben company, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the octopus has such tentacles, it could reach out to something like that. And, you know, I, I think that if anybody hears this and they suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, I've been supporting, you know, don't relax. Don't worry about it. The thing is that, especially if it's connected to Bill Gates, it's already been prophesied that Gates is going to be the gateway to his resources are going to be ours. Not that he's willingly doing it. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, you know, in Jude 6, it says that there are not human beings that are going to look like us, act like us, but they're not us. I truly think Bill Gates, George Soros are in the positions where they are because they're not even human. He, I, I would even think maybe Pelosi. Uh, she's a candidate. Either that or she's the biggest puppet, but clown puppet. But Well, she's pickled. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I come to think of it as I say that, I think, no, because these people are going to be sober and clean, and she's not quite sober, not quite, no, no. But Soros and Gates, yes, uh, they're in the position they're in, because we've been warned in Jude 6, these are going to be twice dead, plucked up by the roots, clouds without water, wandering stars who reserve for everlasting darkness. Those are three definitions for not human beings, fallen angels. They're going to be hiding in a shell, looking like us in the end days, steering us towards a one world government, one world religion and one world economic system. The three things, you know, that 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 we're being duped into. And and uh, this is, again, a side of prophecy. The Bible's very clear on this, that this is what we're dealing with. Some many Christians want to see everything in some kind of normalized. There's nothing normal here. This is not normal. This is the last days. Nothing is going to be normal. There is no new normal. There's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I'm yeah. done preaching because we're it's pumpkin time. <laughs> okay. 
Well, you know, I really enjoyed this time with you guys. I really did. I mean, I enjoy every time with you guys, but um, we had a lot of participation. Everybody. Eric, man, you're blowing my mind. Um, and uh, I'm just I'm just happy that, um, you know, we, we this is a subject we were all passionate about and um, that we all contributed to. And, man, I just that that's awesome. It really is. And I go back to that that old uh, Hebrew phrase: "Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity." Amen. And um, you know, the devil would just like nothing better than to drive a wedge between us, and we're not going to let that happen. Um, in Jesus' name, we're not going to let that happen ever, ever, ever. And um, so, I appreciate you guys, and I really do. And um, and. Uh, so anyway, so uh, I guess we'll say good night. Um, uh, maybe uh, let's, uh, let me offer up a prayer real quick. Uh, Father, we yeah. just thank you in the name of Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, and and uh, we thank you for the radio show. We thank you for the information that uh, you you bestow upon us. Father, it's funny that uh, when Jim and I were writing back and forth earlier that you, we were worried about not having the content to go for a whole two hours. <laughs> and then we went, well, you know, four minutes now, over two hours. So, and, uh, so we just thank you that, you know, you're always there to, to, uh, to give us ideas, to give us words to say and things to share with ourselves and with, uh, with the public that listens, Father. And, uh, we thank you for the life of each person here, for Brian's life, for Eric's life, for Jim's life, for my life, that you preserve us to be able to do this for you. We don't do it for ourselves, Lord. Believe me, if, you know, if we were, if there were other things to do, you know, there, there, there are easier things to do, but it's a passion that you've given to us. It's a, it's a love for wanting to help people and, and to bring information to people that will help them to make an informed consent as to what to do or what not to do. And, um, and to, to help them to know what you're all about too. So we thank you for giving us that opportunity, Lord. We thank you for, for giving us the ability to do this and, <clears throat> We just thank you for each other's lives and that you would just uh, protect us as we go through the week, protect our audience as they go through the week. And um, we will adjourn here next uh, next Monday with either uh, Rodney Madsen or Russ Tanner, whichever we get. And uh, we will, again, be informed. And, and we, we thank you that you've provided people that want to come on and, and to let us know what uh, what you would have them to disseminate to us father um we just pray that uh everything is done is done in your name and for your glory and honor and majesty in jesus yeshua's name amen 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 so, okay guys well i'm gonna right. i'm gonna go <laughs> all right meet you good night god good bless night. good night good night Bye.